Rossi and Co. At the click of a mouse. The best bits of breakfast. Radio City 96.7. Hello and welcome to another Radio City Breakfast Show podcast. Yes, it's me, Rossi, back with my lovely co again. Hello. How are you? I am fine. Shall we sing every link, 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 let's link, link? Not. Yes, let's. Why not? <laughs> because we sound like divvies. Oh, it's like living in a musical about the Radio City Tower. Oh, God. oh for God's sake. Excuse me. Excuse it's me. Lent. It's Lent. Yeah. Excuse me. It's Lent and you're not allowed yeah. to wear pink. I've not got pink on. I've got an lion, orange jacket. Banned lion, pink lion, completely. Lion, Come lion, here. Lion. Turn around. Turn around. Oh, you have got pink lipstick oh, on. Oh, for goodness sake. That doesn't count. Of course out. it does. Out. out. Get out. Expelled. Out. That's out you go. Out. Get out. Right. Wash it off. Once you've washed it off, once you've washed it off, you can come back in and join in the podcast. Yes, you can join in the fun. Out. Out. Out, Pinky. As if she's more pink. Unbelievable. Completely gone against the terms and conditions of Lent. Yeah. Read the small print. It's written in pink. Out! Out! Get out! I've wiped it off. Eh? It's gone, I've wiped it off. Let me check. check. It's gone, gone, actually, yeah. She's wiped that off quickly. Obviously, lots of practice of... uh, I don't know why my hair's all ruffled as well. Yeah. Uh, Listen, Justin Bieber touched down at the Echo Arena last week and it was just manic. Thousands and thousands of fans all over the town trying to spot the little boy that is Justin Bieber. Uh, We went to visit Formby High School to surprise Jaspie. It was her 14th birthday and I think she'll be hard-pushed to get a better surprise on her birthday in the years to come. This is how it sounded. Waking you up on weekdays. Radio City Breakfast. With Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. So here we are, myself and Jay. We're at Formby High School. It's a breezy old Friday morning and we're going to surprise someone who's just turned 14 today who's also a massive Justin Bieber fan. We're going into the geography lesson, class nine this morning, to uh, hopefully make someone's birthday that little bit extra special, courtesy of the Radio City Breakfast Show. Jaspia, Jaspia Singh, happy birthday to you! 14 years old today. Can we do? Uh, can we? Can we do a little happy birthday for Jaspia? Because we after kind of three. Here we go. One, two, three. Happy birthday, dear Jaspia. Happy birthday to you. Hooray! Happy birthday, Jaspia. I believe you're a big Justin Bieber fan. All right. Would you like to go tomorrow night? Have you got other arrangements? I mean, maybe you're having your hair done. Who knows? Have you got any arrangements for tomorrow night? <laughs> Would you like to go? Uh, <laughs> someone's just asked you out on a date. Who's the? He looks like he's got the Justin Bieber haircut. <laughs> well, you know what? We've uh, we've heard a lot about you, and uh, and I, I know when you were a kid, you spent a lot of time in hospital, but you never ever complain. You just want to get on with things, and you come here to school with all your mates, and it's good it's good to see that you you're getting into school and you don't complain about anything. And I've heard so much about you. It gives me great pleasure to give you this, and it's a family pass to go to the Echo in Liverpool tomorrow night to check out Justin Bieber playing live on stage. You and all your family. We had an email, we had an email, I think it was from your mum, telling us all about you. Very, very special girl. Uh, Mum and dad are very proud of you, as is your sister as well. So I want you all to go tomorrow night, courtesy of us, and enjoy every single bit of the gig. There is one condition, there is one condition that you come on the breakfast show on Monday morning and give us a full review of Justin Bieber's gig. Is that, you do is that, that possible? 
Yeah, you can do that for us, yeah? You've agreed? Then the tickets are yours. Give her a big round of applause. Jaspia now, so you have promised that you're going to come and do a little review for us. We'll phone you Monday morning in the breakfast show. Ahead of the gig, what songs are you most looking forward to seeing them perform? Baby and One Last Lonely Girl. Well, listen, enjoy the gig and look forward to speaking to you Monday morning for a full review, MTV style. Oh, All right. <laughs> no pressure. Enjoy it. And happy birthday to you, OK? Happy 14th birthday. What's the gig? Wasn't that fantastic? That was and lovely. Jaspia did keep to her word, and she came back on Monday morning, and she did an absolute brilliant review of the Justin Bieber gig, and this is how it sounded. Morning. Good morning. How are you? Very well, thank you. Great, thanks. Have you come back down to earth yet? <laughs> Not quite, do think, no. <laughs> We're still all absolutely floating on air, honestly. It was brilliant. What was the atmosphere like when you got into the Echo Arena on Friday night? Oh, it was mental. It was it was crazy. It was oh, there was everyone was screaming and there was a, there, there was a waiter in one of the booths and everyone thought that was Justin and everyone was going <laughs> mad. Oh, it was it was it was amazing. <laughs> it just, I, I, you know, people were saying that, that, you know, the last time they saw something like this, it was back in the 60s, the Beatlemania thing. It sort of descended oh. on, on Liverpool again. It was just uh, phenomenal, wasn't it, really? It was. It was incredible. I've never seen anything like it, really. Um, it, was, it was fab. Just looking at some photographs that you sent to Jay on his, on his Moby, and uh, my word, you were close. You were close you to the stage. We were so close. We were only about eight, eight rows back, and Jas was felt like she could almost touch him. It was unbelievably close. Honestly, it was fab. Is Jasper with you now? She is. She's here. Yeah. All right. Do you want to stick her on the phone? I will do. All right. Thank you. Pleasure, Kate. Pleasure. Thanks. Hello. Good morning, Jasper. How are you? I'm really happy. Thank you. Oh, brilliant. So, was that a good 14th birthday surprise for you? Yeah, it was amazing. So what was the highlight of the night, uh, you know, when you sat, when you finally calmed down when Justin stepped out on stage? What was your best song that he did? Um, I think my favourite song yeah. was Stuck in the Moment or Never Say Never. Uh, Never Say Never. Yeah, we played that in the breakfast show on Friday morning. Really, really, really good song. So would you do it all over again if you came back to play at the Echo Arena? Yeah, I would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when you... Was it, have you been to the Echo Arena before? Uh, I think so, I have, yeah. Oh, no. No, I haven't. You haven't been there before, but you go back again. It's a fantastic arena. Yeah, it's really good. As I mentioned to your mum before, I've just seen photographs that uh, your mum took and sent to Jay. So you were certainly almost within touching distance of the man like Justin Bieber. Yeah, definitely. That was good. So you're getting ready to go to school? Pardon? Are you getting ready to go to school? Yes. Well, give my regards to everybody in Year 9 in Formby High School. Have a lovely day, and I'm glad we made your birthday for you from the Radio City Breakfast Show. Thank you. All right, Jaspia, have a lovely day. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure, love. It's a pleasure. Waking you up on weekdays. Radio City Breakfast. With Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. Well done, Jaspia. Congratulations on what a pleasure it was to meet you and all your chums in year nine at the Formby High School. Justin Bieber spotted uh, this week sparring with the one and only David Hay. The WBA heavyweight champion of the world. God. I'd imagine Justin probably gave him more bother than uh, Audley Harrison did when they met a couple of months ago. Uh, right then, it's Radio City. It's the podcast with me, Rossi, and the co. 
Also, the X Factor hit town as well. Uh, the X Factor Live, all the finalists. You went down and met some of them. You met Rebecca. She I was very did. quiet. We're going to play yeah. that out in a second. Yeah, we'll do that in a little bit. You said she was a little bit stuck for words when you turned up. Yeah, she was getting her makeup done, so it was a little bit difficult, a little bit awkward to do uh, to do the interview, but it was okay. Did you get any makeup tips while you were watching her getting her makeup I did. done? She, did. She'd you? done me some mascara, did some blushy, indeed? yeah. Taught me how to do um, yeah. to moisturise properly. Okay. Yeah. And um, some... some you got me nails as well. So she uh, she gave, put blusher on both your cheeks. Yeah, yeah. And you were tying your shoelaces at the time. <laughs> so you blew her a little kiss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, we, Megan was one of our many, many winners. We gave away loads of X Factor tickets. And uh, she agreed to come on and review the gig. And to tell you what, there are some young journalists, music journos in the making that listen to our breakfast show. Here's Megan's take on the X Factor. How are you, love? Fine. So are you still are you still buzzing, as they say, after last, last night's gig? Yeah. All right, so listen, tell me, you got there at the Echo Arena. Uh, was there loads of excited people sort of uh, all filing in through the various doors? No, there was the only one there and we thought that it was cancelled at first. You're joking. <laughs> You're joking. And then uh, they all start piling in. Who was your uh, yeah. who was your highlight for the, the big gig last night? Who did you like the most? Cher. Cher. What did she sing? Um, Three Six Man, the Doostrang Gwan. Ah, the line yeah. broke oh, that. My, yeah. yeah. my mama told me. <laughs> That's the one. What about Liverpool's very own Rebecca Ferguson? Oh, she was amazing. Was she? Yeah. And uh, what about now? I've got to ask you, how old are you, Megan? Um, 11. 11. Right. One direction. They're all fit. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of them's the fittest? Um, I can't say his name. I think it's Ryan. It was Ryan, yeah. Ryan. I think actually Jay was uh, chatting to Ryan yesterday. I was. Zayn. Is it Zayn or someone? Yeah. Zayn. Oh, yeah. Zayn. You were chatting to Zayn backstage yesterday. Mm. Uh, right. So, uh, what other, what other highlights can you remember from last night? I've got to ask you about Wagner. Was he any good? <laughs> he was dead funny. Was he dead funny? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what about uh, the guy from Blackpool? I mean, my niece went last night, and she was really looking forward to seeing uh, oh, Aiden. 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 Oh, he was really good live. Was he really, really? I think he's yeah. got he's got a really big future. So uh, listen, you, you obviously you love uh, Rebecca Ferguson and the fact that she's from Liverpool. Yeah. We've got an exclusive piece of news from Rebecca Ferguson coming up after our new, news at eight o'clock. So will you be listening very closely to that? Yeah. All right. So uh, listen, thanks very much for uh, taking part in our little competition yesterday. And well done on being a winner. Thank you. What school do you go to again? Um, Palfield Primary School. Give my regards to everyone in your class and your teacher as well. Okay. All right then, Megan. Bye. See you, love. Bye-bye. Bye, Rossi, love. It's right, <laughs> Megan, girl. <laughs> Isn't she great? Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. Thank you, Megan. Yes. Well done. Not only did you make it on the Radio City Breakfast Show, you've made it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's quite an accolade, that. It is. Uh, you did catch up with uh, Rebecca Ferguson, and here is the full interview when... Jay met Becca. Now, you went backstage yesterday and you bumped into just about everybody. I did. I went backstage at the Echo Arena yes. for X Factor. There was tons of kids outside waiting to see One Direction and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I got in there and I met Mary and Cher. How was Mary? Oh. Mary was lovely, big bubbly character. And right. Cher's tiny. But she looks tiny on TV. Now, when you say tiny, how tiny? I mean really small. Really? She looked like a little pixie. Oh. But everyone says, you know, she's a bit, got a bit of a snarl going on and all that. She was lovely. Re- really, uh, really nice. Big smile, big hello. 
oh, you okay, and all this. And then I met Katie, and she was really nice. Apparently she was bouncing around all over she the place, was. like Zebedee on a space hopper. Oh, I think she wanted an interview as well. And then I met some of the lads from One Direction. They were nice. Did you meet Wagner? I didn't meet oh. Wagner. I was looking everywhere for Wagner. I couldn't find him. You could, well, you couldn't um, really miss him, to be honest. <laughs> you wouldn't really have to look that hard. If he was there, you would have seen him. I think he was hidden away somewhere. And then I met Aiden, and he was a good lad as well. Yeah, uh, my, my niece went last night, and she was very much looking forward to seeing Aiden uh, amongst a few others. But that was uh, top of her priority. But no, so, it was crazy backstage. But I'd done an interview with Rebecca in in the makeup room, so she was getting all made up and all oh. done up as I was doing the interview. So you can hear the brush getting thrown on her face as I'm talking. It's his to brush, her. by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did me uh, doing it. I don't know And did she remember you from before? She did. She oh. did, and she told me to tell you both hello. Hello. Oh, hello. Good morning, Rebecca Ferguson. So, uh, what was the first thing you asked? So I started and I asked her all about Liverpool and how she feels about being back in her home city. It is amazing. Last time I come back and performed here, I think it was my homecoming. So. It was just lovely just to come back again and just see the people and see the response. It's just been amazing. And last night, did you get the biggest, the biggest cheer when you come out? Yeah, it is actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was nice and a nice change. So, um, yeah, it was lovely. Are you doing Show Me Love? I'm doing Show Me Love, of course, yeah. You can't come back to Liverpool without doing Show Me Love. Um, yeah, so... I've been enjoying performing that. And what, what about the Scousers with Show Me Love? Did they go crazy on Tuesday Yeah, night? everyone stood up for Show Me Love and I said, you're all going to have to join in now. <laughs> and they did, so it was good. News is that, that you might have signed a record deal. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that's right, I have, yeah. Can you break that news officially on the Radio City Breakfast Show? Yeah, and break the news that, yeah, I have been signed, yeah. And what can we expect? Is there going to be an album out shortly? Yeah, there should be an album out soon, hopefully this year. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And is it the same label as JLS? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. It's epic, yeah. So you are following in the footsteps of, of someone really good there. Obviously, you're going to do really well out of that. I hope so, yeah. I'd love, I mean, I'd love everything to go well. Yeah, I'm just excited to see how everything turns out, really. Obviously, in the press at the moment, the X Factor is dominating the headlines as ever. Yeah. Um, what do you think of it all? What do you think about the American X Factor? What do you think about Cheryl and Simon finishing, if, if they are? Do you think it will affect the English show? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I think um, I think the American one's going to be amazing. I think really because it's such a big country and I think um, it'll go really well over here. I think the X Factor's just so big and it's got Simon behind it, so I think it will always do well, really. And do you know anything we don't about any judges or anything? No, I don't know anything, you know. I don't get told anything. I wish I did. I wish I did. You should be the girl in the know, Rebecca. I know, I should be, but I'm not. <laughs> so tell us about what happened. Before you go on, on a big stage like this, obviously the television show is different. Do you, do you get nervous? Have you got a routine? Do you pray to God? What do you do? Yeah, I normally pray. I drink loads of water, like constantly. That's my thing. I'm like, where's my water? Where's my water? Um, and I normally get really nervous just before the doors open as I'm about to sing. So yeah, I do get... I think it's normal though to have like pre-stage nerves, yeah. Uh, have you got any regrets at all about about initially going into the X Factor? Is there anything that you're not liking about the showbiz lifestyle? I've got, you know what? I've got, I've got no regrets at all. It's just changed my life completely. It's not always easy, and and people think it's just like fun, but it's actually work, and it, and we work really, really hard, and it upsets me when I hear people slag X Factor contestants off because we really do work so hard and the hours that we put in you know it's a job and we're very blessed and it, 
we get to enjoy it. But yeah, it's, it's a job and I'm just really blessed and lucky to have been given the opportunity. You need to get Mary and Wagner down to the Sir Thomas to yeah. try a Rebecca Sunrise, the cocktail. Yeah, yeah, I will. I'll have to bring everyone down, actually. Will you come up and see us at the Radio City Tower next time you're here? Oh, I'd love to, yeah. Definitely, yeah. And bring the guys as well. Yeah, I'd love that. Rebecca, thank you very much. It's been fun sitting with you while you've been getting your makeup done. I've been watching you and I just... It's, it's so girly in this room, but it smells lovely. It smells nice. <laughs> Jay, while you're here, can I just say something to Rossi? Go on, then. Here's right, Rossi, la. Here's <laughs> right, Rebecca, girl. Radio City, 96.7. Being very coy about her new album. Yes. Waking you up on weekdays. Get set for Operation Morale Improvement. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. God, she still sounds a little bit shy, doesn't she? See, she was getting her makeup done and she was getting a little bit flustery with everything flustered. going no, no, on. Maybe for some nerves and things like yeah. that. Yeah. But, you know, she, she's good and she said a big hello to both of you. Well, Aww. thank you very much and hello back to you, Rebecca Ferguson. So, um, we did ban pink from uh, you wearing pink as part of as part of Lent. Mm. You had the audacity to sneak in here with pink uh, lipstick on. I just which... think you're being really tough because I've done really well. It's nearly two weeks without wearing pink. It's killing me. Well, I've uh, well actually, that's not quite right. It's a week because it was only Ash Wednesday last week, so oh, it's it a week. Like it's a week today. Yeah, it's feels a week like today. Ages. And I haven't had one ciggy. Have you? Really? Have you not? Had one I really ciggy? now yeah. have not had a cigarette. You know, the last guess when the last time I smoked was. Go on. Not Saturday gone, the Saturday before. Well That's done, well done. Magic. No, I do salute you, and I haven't touched a pint of Guinness. It's a Sunday you can wear pink. On Easter Sunday, I'm going to smoke a Guinness-filled pink ciggy. That'll do us all. <laughs> I bet you'll enjoy that, Jay. Yeah, be lovely. <laughs> Don't you dare cut that out. <laughs> a Guinness-filled pink ciggy. Well, that'll sort us all out, won't it? That Guinness yeah, well, for you, for you, and I'll have a ciggy. Sort you out, love. Uh, right then, so... Uh, and also... I've been nice to you, haven't I, on it? You have. You've been very nice to me. So far, you've done very well. Yeah. Off air, you've been a twat. But yeah. on air, you've been fantastic. <laughs> Speaking of twat, um, Claire. Uh, uh, let's go to this then. Everybody calm down. This was a dilemma we had on the 8am dilemma uh, about a bloke who could be described as Captain K-Man. Oh. Oh, Dilemma with Rossi and Co. Right then, it's eight minutes to uh, eight. The dilemma, which we will need your assistance and your advice uh, just after uh, eight o'clock. So uh, this is coming in from. Can I read the name, by the way, Jay? I don't know if I want to. Well, she's put a name. She hasn't said don't read it. Go on. Okay, Sadie and Flincher, on your head, be it. Thanks. Uh, right. Uh, hello, Rossi. I, I am in dire need of your help, especially. If you've got a pair of shears handy, right. At Christmas, I met someone at a friend's party and I fell from instantly. Very funny, very charming, sweet, and we get on great. The problem is that he is hairier than uh, Chewbacca. <laughs> Literally everywhere from his back to his fingers to his toes to his belly. Even his elbows are covered in hair. What? How can anyone have hairy elbows? I'm sure it's just hair growing over the elbows. You can't grow hair in your elbows. Even though I do really fancy him when he's fully clothed, the hair thing is really putting me off. I don't think I've ever met anyone with hair on the shoulders. He's got loads of this stuff. 
And the first time I went to stay over at his, if you know what I mean, I didn't know where to look. And every time I've stayed over there since, or he stayed of mine, it's been a disaster in my part. His toes and feet are actually hairier than my Ugg boots, and they <laughs> knock me sick. <laughs> so, listen, you don't know what you're, I'm going to kill your mics because you're laughing. It's not fair. To add insult to injury. <laughs> sorry, I'm gone. Sorry. I'm sorry. You've got a hair in your mouth. <laughs> to add insult to injury. He's growing a beard. <laughs> right, please. I'm just conscious that he may be listening. If he can, through his hairy ears. Stop it. And he hasn't had a haircut since I met him at Christmas time. I mess about all the time and I call him uh, Cousin Nip. Cousin Nip from the Adams family. The Adams family. <laughs> you might think uh, that I'm just joking or exaggerating, but Rossi, it's really massively turning me off and distracting me from his great personality. Oh. Tell us not to laugh. If you've got any any advice for Sadie and Flincher and Cousin It. (laughs) What would you do? The 8am Dilemma with Rossi and Co. Change the music. Okay. (laughs) Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Full traffic and travel update coming up very, very soon. This morning, Sadie and Flincher got a bit of a problem. She's got a guy that she met just before Christmas. She likes him an awful lot. It wasn't until really she went to stop over at his house that she realised that he was, uh, well... He had a lot of body hair. uh, A lot of it. Paul in the world says, what was his chat-up line? Come over... Come on, come all over to my place. Finally got it out there. Thank you very much, Paul. Uh, Rossi, it all depends. Uh, has she met his parents yet? I mean, yet. <laughs> <laughs> she likes him that much. Maybe she should suggest to him that he has an all-over body wax. Ooh. Talk to him about it, says Adam. From Walton. Should we take a phone call? Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go to line A. Let's go to line 11. Legs 11. Morning. Morning, Rossi. It's Jamie and Wallace, mate. Hello, Jamie. What, what's your take on this? I think with it coming up to well as either cash for kids or with it being commerce, you leave on Friday. Yes. You should talk him into having it all waxed for charity, and he'll probably make a fortune if he's as airy as, as this boss he's saying. Well, there's probably, not enough, uh, there's probably not enough wax in Liverpool to cover all of that <laughs> for his uh, hair removal. But she could roll around in some glue. Uh, okay, that's a good thought. <laughs> You're full of sympathy, Jamie. Thanks very much. Have a good day. You too, Bye, Bye-bye. And for all the people that have texted in, you very, very, very unkind people, you know who you are, saying, Andrew for Crufts. I mean, come on. Show a little bit of sympathy, blood. Honestly. Uh, why doesn't uh, she, uh, Sadie, uh, swap his, uh, you know, his shampoo and conditioner with a bottle of Imac? <laughs> Maybe that could work. Pick a telephone line, Jay. They're all flashing. Uh, line 11. Line 11. Uh, hello, line 11. Let's pick another one. Line 8. Line 8. Good morning. Good morning. It's Herbert speaking, Rossi. Good morning. Oh, Herb- oh the, mo- the world's most famous hairdresser. Good of morning, course. Herbert. You've got it right, Rossi. Yeah, the world's most famous hairdresser, yeah. Honestly. Been, yes, I've been listening to the dilemma. Yes. I personally think laser therapy... And that's being, that's the only way you can get rid of that hair. Do you really and reckon? 
Well, you know, well, yes, because it's a known fact that laser therapy can, and it can do it all over the body in huge amounts. To be quite honest with you, oh my word! But it must be like sleeping with a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> when you that say would be absolutely, I've never heard of you of hairy elbows. No, I've never heard of hairy elbows myself. I've never seen hairy knees. No, I don't think I've ever seen a hairy knee. <laughs> well, when you say when you say a laser treatment, do you think you could use a lightsaber? <laughs> I think so. But you know, years ago, I gave somebody when there was sunbathing ones, Vit, V I T E. I told them that that was the most marvellous sun cream for them because they had very hairy legs. And I said, this is the only, this is the only possible cream to make you nice and brown. Yeah. And it will go right through the hair. So I made them put it on. <laughs> Little did they know, it was a hairy mover. Oh. <laughs> so not quite after so nice and brown. Yeah, after a couple of minutes, you had baldy legs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it must be, it is a dilemma. Yeah, well, it, it, I think it must be awful for us. What about plucking? Well, <laughs> I said plucking. <laughs> I know what you said. I think it was. <laughs> it might take about three weeks to pluck a leg. Yeah, I think. It's like painting the fourth bridge in, in 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 Scotland. By the time you'd finished, you'd have to start all over again. You'd have to. Do you know what? It must be an absolute. It must be a dreadful problem, don't you think? Oh, well. be, could you imagine having a hairy elbow? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully it never happens. Listen, Herbert, so uh, you reckon laser treatment is the best treatment? Laser therapy All is right. the only treatment for it, yes. Thank you very much. Lovely to speak to you as always. Lovely to speak to you, Rossi, and to all your listeners. God bless you. Herbert, the hairdresser, ladies and gentlemen. Yay! Superb. Superb. Right, what's the conclusion on the, with the listeners' reaction this right, morning? We right, we reckon 32% of people are saying, leave the poor bloke alone. Yep. Stop being so shallow. Exactly. If he's got a good personality, then that is all yes, that matters. Yes, of course. Uh, and then 68% of people are saying, get the bloke to the waxes straight away. Get the body wax out. Lots of places do it now. Simple. You know, I agree with the shallow bit now. I don't want to really right. comment on everything else, but I agree with the shallow bit. It's like almost a fair weather friend. Hair today gone some more. Radio City Breakfast Radio City 96.7 Well, thank you very much for Herbert, for your advice. I think Herbert was vying for a little bit of business there. Herbert, one of the world's most famous uh, hairdressers. And Not on one TV of them. Show. He is the world's most yeah, famous hairdresser. certainly is. And he's obviously got laser treatment at, uh, at his mega <laughs> salon <laughs> that he has for removing hair. Uh, so, uh, and I'm not quite sure if uh, the person in question, Sadie from Flint, has uh, actually met his parent Yeti. Yes, I mean. <laughs> uh, right then, here's some of the best of the true stories. We'll start with start with a man. <laughs> Don't tell the story, but let's just start with two willies, shall we? Yeah. Two willies, two cocks. Or Simba would say, any cock will do. <laughs> <laughs> so a true story, we were talking about a, a German guy who uh, who did something as a little surprise for his wife in the hope of... You've swapped seats, haven't you? you <laughs> so you're sitting with Claire normally, so you're sitting with Jay normally. Yeah, so. he's throw you. Yeah. You, you know I hate change. <laughs> oh, no. I hate change. Oh, it's doing me noggin' and it's doing me sweeter. Uh. <laughs> And I can see more of you now, Jay. Uh, you, you like it? Yep. You like yeah. what you see? Oh, I. Oh, I. Just, say, just say what you see. 
<laughs> you can't. You've got to be nice to him. <laughs> you never said nothing. I know. I never fighting. said nothing. You never said nothing. Two negatives make a positive. Grammatically, that's very wrong and very incorrect of you. Yeah. But it's quite okay if you want to be grammatically incorrect. It's all right. What are you meant to say? You never spoke ne nothing? Never you never said no, anything. You never said anything. Oh, you never said if anything. If you never said nothing, it means you said something. Do you understand that? Right. If you never said nothing, that means you've said something. Right, if you say nothing, you say nothing, yeah? Yeah. If you never say nothing, that means you've said something. Right. Yeah. Because you haven't said nothing. Exactly. Yeah. The word nothing. Yeah. No, it, two negatives make a positive. It's mm. never said anything. Let's just, said, leave you it ju that. just say, I never said anything. Okay, I never said anything. Okay. No, you never said <laughs> anything. <laughs> Shut up. So why are you both sitting in numbers of seats just to throw me? Yes, yeah, so wind you up. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, change. It really can't be done with change. Right, then, it's Monday morning. Look at that. It's beautiful and bright outside. Yay. How was it out on the suburbs and the sticks of form? Was it freezing? Yeah, yeah, it was cold. I had to scrape the ice off, but it was starting to get bright even when I left. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's because you were running late. <laughs> A bloke just uh, from a village outside Berlin in Germany uh, paid for surgeons to give him, indeed, a second willy. What? Yeah, not to replace his old one. <laughs> like, you know, when you replace a spare tyre. Yeah. Uh, uh, not to replace the old one. He, he went and he actually paid a private plastic surgeon to give him a second willy as a bit of a surprise for his wife. I kid you not, this is a genuine, bona fide, true story. Uh, his wife had been working away from home. Upon her arrival, he showed her the results of his new addition after the operation that he had. She took one look at it. She packed her bags, turned on her heels and left him. She didn't like what, what oh, she saw. That sort of diminishes the old saying, two heads are better than one. Isn't it? <laughs> a guy who had five. You messed it. No! His condom fitted him like a glove. <laughs> right, that Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Coe is Womack and Womack. <laughs> big, big discovery. Uh, archaeologists who were working on a site uh, just on the outskirts of Crosby, the beautiful village of Crosby, uh, discovered something that dates back two million years. And I don't have to tell you, that's a hell of a long time ago. Yeah. Like, that's back in the B.C. days. Yeah. Back in the days when Pricey was just a little nipper. I know. <laughs> Two million years. What they discovered, and that what they have on Earth, this is something that hopefully we'll see on the news later on tonight, uh, was a human jawbone dating back two million years. And on seeing it, on discovering it, they could instantly tell it was a woman's jawbone, that of a woman. Well, how could they tell that? Because it was still moving. Oh. So the true story from the true story file. <laughs> Simon Ross, true story file. Uh, I was actually talking to a good friend of mine yesterday, Mr. David Bond. Good morning, Mr. Bond. Uh, he'll be setting off in his cab any minute now. And he was telling me about this bloke. And this bloke actually went to see his doctor. He says, Doctor, I've got a little bit of an intimate personal problem. Okay, says the doctor, tell me all about it. He says, well, says the bloke, do you remember George Michael and what he was caught doing in that public toilet back in 1998 in Los Angeles? The doctor thinks, oh, oh, yeah, 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 he was caught, yeah, the policeman caught him doing that. He says, well, said the fella, every time, you know, he said, you know when I'm home alone and there's no one in and I'm watching an adult movie and, and, and I sort of get that, I get that urge. The doctor goes, oh, yeah. He says, well, as soon as I start to do... 
that thing that George Michael was doing in the public toilet. As soon as I start, I keep shouting, Come on, Manchester United! Come on, Manchester United! Mm, said the dog. It's no big problems there. It's, uh, it's, I can totally understand exactly what you're going through. It says most tossers shout that. <laughs> Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7 uh, It's Radio City 96.7. It's me, Rossi and the Co. Now, Monday mornings, 10 past 8, we do wedding scammers. And if you miss them on a Monday at 10 past 8, we rerun them at 10 past 7 on a Friday. Here's some of the very best from our wedding scammers, uh, including me being an Irishman. <coughs> Is that right? Willie Fitzgerald. So it is. So Willie appears again. Willie is back. Willie, that's three Willies. And that's three Willies links. in one three podcast. Willies. Well, <laughs> right. four if you include you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and you, you big fanny. Anyway, <laughs> here's the best of the winning scammers. Nico. Hello, is that Nico? It is, love. Hello there. Can I speak to Thelma, please? Good morning, Felma. How are you doing? Oh, I tell Top you. of the morning to you, sir. Oh, I'm so glad it was you that answered. Oh, Willie Fitzgerald here, and I'm phoning up, and I'm hoping you could help me out. Do a little bit of bizzle for me, uh, Thelma. I, I need your help. I need it badly. Okay, what is it? Well, basically, I've got a bit of a rush job on. I'm not sure how quickly you can turn the things around. And uh, I, uh, you've done a bit of work for a, a good friend of mine. In fact, my brother-in-law. In fact, he's no friend of mine at all. Uh, I'm <laughs> looking for you to design maybe a, a bride's dress and a couple of bride-made dresses as well. I don't know if you remember doing some work for Dermot O'Hagan. Uh, it must have been June of last year. Wedding, was it? It was indeed. Was it? Uh, well, I can't remember names, but I probably All right, you remember did. when I see him. Yo. Oh, hello, is that Ben? Ben Martin? Is that Ben Martin? Hello? It is, yeah. Hello, yeah. hello, hello. Sorry, hello. I thought I thought you'd cut me off there, Ben. Hello, it's uh, Jamie Booth Simmonson here from the <laughs> Hotel. How are you? I'm all right, mate. How are you? I'm very, very well indeed. Ben, I know you've booked your, uh, your, your big day, your wedding reception here at the hotel. Uh, you've booked it for next... Now, let me get my dates. Is it next... It's a year, more or less, today. Uh, Saturday, the 18th of March, 2012. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, as far as I can see now, Ben, uh, that I've got, we've had no deposit. You've provisionally booked it. Are you still going ahead with this wedding and the reception? I hope so, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. right. A uh, bit of bad news. It's not the worst news, and uh, it's just the fact that our new price range, with everything going up, the price of fuel, the price of food, the price of just about everything's gone up and nothing's gone down, is the fact that you've booked a selection, works out at £25 a head. Unfortunately, we've had to put our prices up, and from 5pm this afternoon, that'll go from £25 to £26.50. pounds. That's an additional fee for each person of £1.50. Now, I know you've got 150 people coming coming to the wedding, so that's quite a, a, a large amount of money. And I'm sorry, if you had a bad your deposit, this wouldn't have happened. Joking, are you? No, I, I never joke. Obviously, not about things as important as wedding receptions and meals and and the, everything that we do here at the hotel. Now, you had have paid your deposit. Had you have paid your deposit to us when we asked you to, because you're in denied and you were asking about prices. Uh, but the fact you only provisionally booked it, you've not put a deposit down. We can't give it to you at that particular price. So it's an additional fee of one pounds fifty per head on the meal. That's the starter, the main course, the sorbet, and, of course, the uh, the pudding and afters as well. You get all the all the trimmings. 
Right. So how much more money is it going to be? Well, it's 150 people by £1.50. I've not got my calculator with me. I can also tell you the wine oh, the wine you've selected, by the way, is fabulous. You've only gone for red and white. No rosé. Well, I don't want f***ing rosé. I just want bitter. Okay, I can't be done uh, outdone by that old gob <laughs> of a, 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 a brother-in-law of mine now. Now, you shouldn't be talking about your family like that. That's not nice, is it? You should be nice to your family. Well, you I, know, you shouldn't be like that at all. I'm nice to those that are nice to me, and I tell you what, I wouldn't mind you being nice to me, Thelma. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. So what but I'm, I'm a married for. woman. Well, that's all right. So what the, the eye doesn't see, so the heart won't hurt, if, as they say back in, 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 in Tipperary. Now, l- now, listen to me. Money will talk, and I know that you can work through the night. You can be like the, the girl in Rumpelstiltskin. Listen, we work through the night now anyway. I've got a, a set a and where I sleep on overnight. So, you know, I work through the night now anyway. Well, what you need to get outside your shop is a lovely caravan. And I've got a lovely four-berth caravan that I could do you very, 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 very reasonable price indeed. Well, me. you're not the first one to offer me a caravan, let me tell you. I'm probably not the first one to offer you to come back to the caravan for a couple no, of years. No, certainly oh, not. I know, I know indeed. Listen to me and talk to me now. And, and, and money talks. And if you want me to pay away and above over the odds, Thelma, what you need to do now is agree to sort these out. The bride's dress and the six bridesmaids. I want them in emerald green for Ireland. And then, as I said, I want something like Jordan when she married Peter Andre and the, that sort of style of dress in white, but no one needs to know a thing. And then I want the train like Princess Diana, you know, like she had back in, in 1981 when she married uh, Prince Charles. Yeah, nothing's a problem. It's just yes. the time scale that's yes. a problem. Now, where am I going to get all that money from? The guy at Rockefeller? I'm not quite sure, Ben, but, you know, I'm sure you've got a few bob here, there and everywhere under the yeah, mattress. Yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. We're well, um, absolutely rolling in it here, mate. Bloody uh, what did you pay for and all that one going on. Come on. I believe you spend a lot of time over in uh, the fair city of Liverpool. Yep. Yes. That's where Caitlin comes from. She comes from Nosley Village. What a beautiful village that is. Yeah, and? And I believe sometimes you listen to Radio City, the breakfast show. Do right. Don't tell me I've been... Rossified. <laughs> <Ben. laughs> hey, Ben. It is Rossi here. You must have heard the wedding scammer if you know what Rossified's all about. Yes, I know it very well, you. Have I swore on that that call, mate? Uh, well, let's just say the old bleep machine is going to be very, very busy indeed. <laughs> Now, tell me, when you're, when you're dropping your daughter off to school, uh, what, what do you tend to listen to on the wireless radio in your car? Uh, radio City. And do you like that Irishman that presents the breakfast show? Oh, he's brilliant, actually. He's very good. Do you like his wedding scams? That's you, isn't it? Is that's, it? That's definitely you, isn't it? That's Rossi, isn't it? <laughs> Which means, Thelma, you have indeed been... You've been Rossified. I can't believe that. Thanks for that one. <laughs> That's really good. We're very good there. You're just like your brother-in-law. You're a gob <laughs> as well. <laughs> Hi there, this is Michael Winner. Is right Rossi Law? Hi, I'm Beth Twaddle, MBE. Is right Rossi Law? Hi, this is Ricky Gervais. Is right Rossi Law? Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. On Radio City 96.7. Thank you very much for listening and taking time out to download this particular podcast from the Radio City Breakfast Show. Weekday mornings between 6 o'clock and 10, uh, live on Radio City 96.7, on our website, radiocity.co.uk, DAB Digital Radio, and you can have a... 
iPhone app download. Download Radio City to your app right away. It is yes. brilliant. Take Radio City anywhere on the planet. See you same time, same place next week. Ciao, baby. Rossi and Co. At the click of a mouse. The best bits you might have missed. Updated weekly and available via radiocity.co.uk or iTunes.